one. This is the SBFL Podcast. Welcome into the final episode of the 2021 SBFL season. I am your host, the king of SBFL. We got a jam-packed pod for you today. A lot of guests, too. Our first guest will introduce from Iowa. Matthew Cook, how did it feel to score less points than the campers this year? What's up, sticker boys? Um, not surprised. It's okay. All right, fair enough. Our second guest, the first member of this year's Belt Bowl from Carolina, Mr. Ira. How did it feel to score less points than the campers this year, Ira? Uh, you know, it felt, uh, felt great because I, I still made it to the playoffs. So, I mean... Can't mess with success, you know? I guess not. And then finally, the other member of the Belt Bowl from Chesapeake, Virginia, Shane Kiernan. How did it feel to score less points than the campers this year, Shane? It felt great. You know, set myself up for the playoffs. Put up nearly 160. So clearly made some decent moves that you also hated on. So it feels good. I'm a little offended that you said this is the last episode. I thought I'd be able to take a victory lap uh, next week with my belt. Um, but I guess we're signing off for the season after this. So it's been a good year. You know, I actually asked me the same thing. And before I hit the pre-recording um, or the record podcast part, he said, will there be another episode after this? And I said, I we've never done one after the belt bowl. Um, but I, I am certainly up for it. If the, whoever wins out of YouTube would want to come on and take your victory lap. I just don't know how long that podcast would be. I could honestly just do like a five minute soliloquy just about how great trades where that I made to get me this far. Now I just got to finish the job. There you go. Just make that in a YouTube video and send that out. I'm sure so. it'll get a lot of views. People would love it. Oh uh, yeah. I'm actually I nervous mean, to how many clicks we're going to get on this one. Go ahead, Iowa. I'm sorry. I talked over you. Oh no, you're fine. I mean, Super Bowl champs get a uh, victory lap whole video of their season. So why not? Yeah. You can make a whole montage, Shane. Let's start there. Or Ira. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's start at the bottom of the table, though. The Bitch Bowl finished up, the first ever Bitch Bowl, with an absolute rout. Um, the Pizza Rats take down the Stingers 156 to 96, a 60 point blowout. This was never really uh, in question. The Stingers even started off with a massive two point lead going into this game, but it turned out not to matter. Ira, what you have on the final uh, game of the Bitch Bowl? Yeah, I mean, disappointing year from from Noonan. Um, very rightfully so, deserves to be wearing the pants this year. Um, but that Pizza Rats team was strong. You know, obviously they had some stuff going on where they couldn't set a lineup or couldn't make picks or or not picks, free agent pickups, stuff like that throughout the year. But we all got actually, I I didn't get very lucky because I beat him, but like. Everybody else, like they got extremely lucky that he just couldn't field the lineup and and make this team because this team was a playoff team. I thought, 
Um, he might have had some injuries and he was decimated, but he he was a very a, a highly highly top um, rated team in my book um, that just missed out in the playoffs because of some unforeseen circumstances. So um, everybody's very lucky that he didn't force his way into, into sixth place again. Well, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but go ahead, Shane. What are your comments on the bitch bowl? Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I loved it. Uh, I think Noonan is deserving of the pants. Like Ira said, this team stinks. Uh, it tanked when Derrick Henry left. Um, you know, I think, Part of the issue with the bitch bowl is the rats were MIA for so long that it made it not exciting. They weren't making trades. They weren't making pickups. Um, certainly not a playoff team. So I'm, I'm not with you on that one. I, um, you know, they did have injury issues with Dalvin and Saquon, but again, you know, everyone has injury issues. I lost Christian McCaffrey for longer than Noonan lost Derrick Henry. Um, and just about as long as Saquon and Dalvin were out. So I don't feel bad for him. Uh, Noonan obviously has a terrible team, wouldn't pull the trigger on so many trades, um, you know, and Tarowski obviously wouldn't answer about trades. So as many people are worried about getting traped in the league, I think trading is the way out of the basement. And these are the two teams that are top probably three or four, uh, both in the top three or four that are hardest to deal with in the league. I Yeah, no, uh, I would agree with Shane I have mixed emotions about it. I thought Noonan was the only person that I beat twice this year. Uh, so that kind of solidifies his pants. Um, but yeah, just a little participation from Matt was disappointing. So I don't like, I mean, he should be sticker bitch uh, in my book. And I will record it that way in my history, anal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was just, you know, Shane's right is that Noonan's kind of hard to deal with with trades, but what can you do? And and uh, uh I don't know. I would yeah, I would vote and when I say the, when I say hard to deal with, I do like talking to him. He does answer, he does counter. Um, so it's not that I don't like talking to him or dealing with him. It's just that when you get to the end, he's always very hesitant, which is fine. That's just the way you know he feels about his team. So I don't mean he's hard to deal with and that I don't want to deal with him. It's just you feel like you get to the end and then it's like, eh, I'm going to hold on to my guys a lot with him. Right, yeah. And I thought I had – I mean, and trading was horrendous for me this year, but I kind of uh, – yeah, I think I had a couple deals with Noonan that were on the brink of being done and were left on the table. Uh, we just couldn't close some out. That's fine, but but yeah, that's that's definitely I think how you trade your way out of basement chain. Yeah, I'll put a bow on it. I agree with Shane. You got to you got to trade your way out of the basement. Um, you just have to figure it out. You have to scratch and claw until you, you can find some wins. Uh, Ira, you did it the one year you you traded just for one specific win. Um, Casey did it in 2016, I think it was. He traded for one specific win. And uh, sometimes that's just what you got to do to get yourself out of it. But um, D3X, first three-time sticker bitch of all time. We move now to – I put together a list for you guys, and I want each one of your votes. I'm going to give you the uh, biggest frauds in league history. There's only three candidates. And what I found interesting when I went back through you know, each year, we really didn't have a fraud in the first four years of the league. Um, 
if you look at it, like the playoffs were always like the top four or five scores got in. Um, there wasn't ever like a really bad team that squeezed their way into the playoffs. It wasn't until we expanded to six teams that the frauds started to, uh, to, to show up. And the first <laughs> fraud ever was the 2019 Pizza Rats. Uh, they finished with the eighth most points, and they, they only got sixth in the playoffs because of the divisions. If you remember, that was the year we had four divisions of three. Um, and they had a better record, better divisional record than Mike, but he had less points than Mike. So he actually got the division, but he had a lower seed. That It was weird. It was The tiebreakers were weird that year. It was the one year we did division. So that's your first candidate of biggest fraud ever. Your other two candidates are both on this call. Uh, that would be the 2021 Carolina Reapers. One of the worst schedules in history. Um, the fifth most points. He somehow gets a first round by had he not gotten a first round by it's likely he would have lost in the first round uh, and been out. Um, and then what makes him a huge fraud is he left the chat up about 20 on <laughs> Sunday night football, which was one of the biggest bitch moves of all time. Ira, I got to say it to your face. That was horrible. Um, you, you pulled a KJ and then you pulled it to like the nth degree. Um, so that was pretty bad. I'll let you defend yourself after I reveal the last fraud here. Uh, and that'd be none other than freaking pig humpers. 11th most points in the league. The second worst scoring team. Uh, the lowest playoff score ever recorded. Um, oh, did I mention he had the 11th most points in the league? And uh, he just sneaks in with the sixth seed because of an easy schedule. Um, so those are your three frauds. I'll let Shane start no, since he's not no, on the list. Who's your biggest fraud ever? This is the Rats, 2019 Rats, those divisions. There's nothing I've hated more in this league ever than those stupid divisions. I think I went five and nine because I was playing with Frank and KJ. It was us three in the division, and we had, like, the three best teams. I feel like I finished second in points, or maybe it was third in points by, like, seven. And I was, like, five and nine, something like that, and I missed the playoffs because of that junk schedule. Um, you know, and then the Rats sneak in and blow everyone out. Um, so I hated those divisions. Glad we got rid of them. Um, it, just a comment on the 21 pig humpers, um, because we did similar things, got off to hot start. Maybe he had an easy schedule. Sure. Um, but when you trade players to play in the playoffs, um, like he did for his running backs, you're sacrificing wins along the way <laughs> with the caveat, obviously it didn't work out so hot for him with 60 points. Uh, but you know, Aaron Jones more or less lost his job or lost his value in that span. And, uh, the Saints and Alvin Kamara just turned to crap. So a uh, tough break on that one. But my vote is for uh, the 2019 Rats out of those three. I don't, I don't believe Ira belongs on that list even. So. Well, uh, before we move on, do, do you have a comment um, about Ira leaving the chat? Uh, my only comment is I think that we, we must officially change the scale on, from zero to KJ to zero to Ira. I think you were right. I believe he's gotten enough shit for it. That's the new scale. We move on. There we go. Uh, let's go to the Mr. Pig Humper here. Who's your biggest fraud ever? Uh, I mean, does, is it bad if I vote for myself? Um, no, it no, actually I'm be the gonna... correct way to vote. <clears throat> no, I mean, and I understand, uh, Chris, the perspective that you have with the small brain um, nurtured at West Virginia, but... <laughs> But no, yeah, I, I mean, clearly to piggyback off of Shane, um, I started out six and two, and then for whatever reason got complacent 
for three weeks or whatever. And then I start looking at my team and I'm like, well, I don't think that I'm going to be doing much. Well, first of all, I made bad trades in the meat of the season too. Uh, but yeah, then I start looking and I think I had pretty winnable games after um, like I thought I could beat KJ. That would give me seven wins. I'm probably in the playoffs with seven. I was in the playoffs with seven. Didn't think Ferrer was going to, you know, be that hard. Uh, but turns out he was, I caught him right when he was speaking. Um, and then the remaining schedule that I had was Ira, Matt, and Noonan. So, you know, the schedule kind of benefited me to do some sort of gut job for what I was hoping to be a playoff run. Um, but yeah, some of those trades were just so bad and, um, did not work. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, starting out six and two with an easy schedule, that's great. But, um, that start allowed me to make moves, which turned out to be the wrong moves, but I thought they were right at the time. Ira. Yeah. So, so Shane made a really great argument about the rats. Um, you know, you know, only reason they got into the playoffs because of the, the divisions and they were able to surge at the right time and, and get there. Um, so it's tough to pick against them, but I agree with, uh, what cook just said. Um, I think that this year's, uh, pay humpers are the biggest fraud of all time, you know, 11th most points in the league. And that's just a, a stat. Like you'll never forget. Uh, that'll probably be a, that'll come up next, next year, the year after in, in the stat of the day, um, that we'll be doing, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's terrible that you know, somebody with that little amount of points and like you've even mentioned it yourself, you know, the campers had very high number points here and didn't even make it. Um, so out of those three that are listed, I think that the pay humpers are the biggest fraud of all time. I'd almost say you know, other than myself, which I mean, we can, I'm not going to really defend myself for leaving the chat. That was a bitch move. I will hundred percent own it. Um, I even put it in our side chat. Like I'd wear it like a barcode on my arm for the rest of my life. Like that is, <laughs> That's something that I, I cannot get rid of. I know. Um, but, and, and who knows that might end up, uh, you know, showing up actually on the biggest Franks of the, uh, of all time. Um, Cause you know, I, I was, I had a 30 point lead going into Sunday night football. That was not something I was prepared to, to lose in real time. You know, after, after the fact, I would have absolutely gone in there and got my, got my ass eaten, but like, that's just not something um, I could have handled at that time. Um, and luckily, the this thing was, you're playing Anthony. Anthony's not even like a shit talker. Oh, like I know, I know. Was not even oh, I know, I know, but I knew quiet. it was going to. I knew it was going to. And you guys know, like, the mental uh, the mental capacity that I have for uh, for the shit talking is, is is high, but not in real time. You know, I would have, like I said, I would have gone in there, you know, win or loss, blown out or or what have you. I would have gone in there and gotten it, you know, once the game ended. But while it was happening, I, I couldn't I couldn't bear to 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 be with that. Um, luckily that's not going to happen this, you know, for the championship, because, you know, no matter what the, it, it should be done by Sunday night. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's the reasoning behind it again, doesn't really matter. Um, so I, again, I, I probably shouldn't have been in this, uh, biggest fraud of all time thing. I think you could have even made a better argument that Ferrer and the fire should have been there for this year, just because, you know, they were the surge and the hottest team at the time and, and they got blown out by, uh, by the crowd ads. So um. Yeah, that's either well, neither here nor there. 
So that that's my pick. Stompers. Yeah, this was easy. I, I I had to come up with two other teams just because we needed a list. But th- the Humpers is just the most embarrassing thing of all time. Go ahead. I got another team. Okay, how about the 2020 Campers who had just an absolute abysmal draft, didn't even win a playoff game, and had to raid the cupboards of KJ and Ferrer to make a season? I had the that most points scored. How could I be a fraud if I had the most points scored? Because it's charity campers. Hashtag charity Shut campers. the fuck up. All right, we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> we're moving on to the Frankzit. And uh, this was a lot more fun to go back and look at. Now, what Ira was saying is like he thought he was going to frank it on Sunday Night Football. That's very hard to go back and look up because there's no way unless you actually go back to that week in like NFL.com and see who was the Sunday night game and then do the math yourself. There's no way to see like who franked it in one individual week. So this is just you franked it for the season. And the first one is, uh, yeah, Frank, uh, the 2015 Portsmouth Seaman. They had the most points in the league by about 150. They had the best record by two games. They lost the belt bowl by 2.4. And they did not start Reuben Randall, which would have been kind of the quote unquote handcuff to Odell Beckham uh, in that game when he lost Odell Beckham. So he had a chance to still win even with Odell out doesn't start uh, Ruben Randall. So that's the first one, the 2015 Seaman. The second... You can, you can stop there if you want. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a tough one to beat, but there's some good ones here. Um, there really wasn't a franking in 2016, 17, or 18. The 2019 Hammers, number one seed, first round by, they had the most points by almost 200. It was... The, the second biggest gap from first to second of all time, besides, you know, Snow's fluke year. Um, and then they, they get the first round by, and then their first playoff game that they, they play, they lose in. So the 2020 campers uh, had the most points by about 130, but we were only the second seed, uh, had the first round by, lost our first playoff game, um, and we had a seven-game win streak going into the playoffs. And then finally, the 2021 Butte Snorkelers, the most points by about 150, the first seed, first round by, best record by two games, a 12-game winning streak uh, in the middle of the season, and then they lose their first game. So those are the four biggest franked it moments in league history. Uh, Shane, you can go first. Uh, it's always going to be frank for me. It's like the funniest thing. I don't know why. I don't think anybody thinks it's as funny as I do. But the fact that he had saved by Odell as his logo for the entire season, and then Odell's the one that loses him a championship, and he doesn't put in his backup, it's always going to be frank for me. Um, you know, I think KJ had an easy start sit decision that cost him his belt bowl. Um, so that's up there too. Um, you know, Casey this year, you know, just got beat by a better team. Um, so I'm going with I'm going with the 2015 uh, saved by Odell team. Cook. Yeah, I would go with that. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say Casey franked it when he just had a bad week and it was I don't think that he had anything on his bench that could have saved him. Um so obviously I wasn't around for the whole franking saved by Odell thing. So I'll go with that since it's a new verb. Ira. 
Yeah, um, I wasn't here either in 2015 for that to happen, so I didn't, you know, didn't see it happen. But that sounds just absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I mean, my my vote's probably going to go to the Hammers because I do remember that one. You know, he was he was a juggernaut and just you know failed to uh, to finish it off. Um, but recency bias also makes you kind of think, you know, maybe it was the Snorkelers this year, but. I'll go with the hammers just because I wasn't here for 15. So I, I can't say that I saw it happening and, and just, you know, that was a clear cut winner. Yeah. I, hey, Chris, I'm, I find it a little convenient that the uh, 2020 campers weren't on this list. <laughs> they, they absolutely were on the list. Were they? Oh, then did, I'm changing my vote. <laughs> did you not listen to the list? No. You fucking idiot! I don't. I, don't, I, don't I actually don't remember you saying it either. But I heard I, it. I heard I, it. I, was, I probably was. I was just so. I was just you know thinking about Frank's Odell yeah. thing. So it's the uh, it's the Iowa internet. He'll get it next week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, get it. yeah, I was absolutely on the list, but I was the only non one seed to be on the list. Every, all the other guys were one seeds that Frank did. Uh, but this yeah, this is easy to me again. I, this is Frank in twenty fifteen. And I don't even know if the league was quite as competitive back in 2015 as it is now. I can, like, I can't imagine him losing that way now. Uh, just because I feel like it's just the shit talk is even more intense than it ever has been. Um, oh, that year was just so fucking funny. It was so funny. His team was so good. Uh, and to not start Ruben Randall when Odell gets, you know, goes out is just, and the save by Odell picture, it's just perfect. It will never, ever, I don't think it'll ever be topped because these other Frank dits, you know, at least Casey's in mine, like there was nothing I could do that week, right? Uh, there was nothing Casey could do this week. Frank literally lost by two and just could have started the obvious replacement uh, and he'd have a belt. Maybe he'd still be in the league if he had a belt. Who knows? Is there an argument to be made uh, about Stocko last year? No, no, it wasn't necessarily Stocko franking it, but it was Josh Jacobs franking it for Stocko. Or that ref uh, that called, was it Aaron Jones, uh, in bounds, even though he's clearly out of bounds, franked it for Stocko? I mean, yeah, honorable mention, Seagulls of 2020 franked the shit out of the belt pole. That was funny, too. Some great moments in league history, but let's move on to, uh, to this year. Let's get back on track to 2021. Now, we did not have a podcast last week, so let's just go ahead and, and, and break down the first two rounds of, uh, of the playoffs. The Snorkelers and the Reapers earned their buys. The Crawdads, 112 against the Fires, 81, which if you look at that game first, 81 is the least amount of points scored in a playoff game ever in league history. And then you go to the other matchup, which was Bombers, 159, to the Humpers, 63. Not only the worst playoff score of all time, but the worst score in any week in SBFL history. I do believe this will also go down as the biggest blowout in playoff history. It was almost, almost 100, like 96-point blowout. So um, that was the first round. The second round, the Crawdads upset the Snorkelers, 154-122. to 122, And the Reapers take down the Bombers, 132-119. to 119. There's the entire playoff bracket. Shane, what's your comments on all the playoffs up till now? You're muted. Shane, you're, you're still talking, but you're muted. Uh, not really too much to say, uh, especially about the first round. 
feels like a month ago. I don't remember it that well. I remember Jalen Hurts almost franked it for me. Um, got a little nervous, and then he decided to actually start playing. So that was nice. Uh, pretty much throttled Casey last week. Uh, COVID, no COVID, didn't end up mattering. Um, he got 30-something from his backup that he threw in there. Um, so didn't matter. Toasted him. Um, really excited to get into the belt bowl. Got two playoff wins under my belt. Um, need, need one more to, to, uh, to, to bring it home. As for the pig humpers, yikes. And pig humpers, I know you want to try and defend this, but I don't think there's a way to, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously I got both raised by Anthony and 150. I mean, 150, I think, is going to be hard for anybody to catch. Uh, but my whole formula was thinking I could get 17 from Tua against the Jets, I think. And he, what did he go for, 13 or 14? And then Baker's obviously out. So that kind of threw my whole super flex into disarray. And um, Trevor Lawrence, who I thought would be decent to start, uh, just so much crap in Jacksonville. And then kind of with my whole <clears throat> trading um, before the playoffs in the final weeks, I thought, you know, I could – Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara were going to be two good running backs to have that could easily get me 20 and maybe pop off for 30 or 40 because um, they had in the past. And then Josh Jacobs, I thought, was a pretty um, – he's an okay upgrade, I thought, from Clyde because just watching Clyde all year, he's been so frustrating. So I wanted to move on from him. Um, so anyway, yeah, and then – Stevenson I thought he was gonna be better um and then I thought it would be easy easy to pick up eight point or nine point receivers on the waivers and you know they all suck so and then Cortland Sutton he's no longer welcome in the state of Iowa so you say no longer welcome you started him eight straight weeks yeah I know well, I, th- I mean, you give a guy eight chances, you can't give him a nine. I, I, <laughs> that's how the old <laughs> saying goes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fool me eight times, shame on you. Yeah, I mean, he's almost struck out. I can't let him be the last out. I mean, yeah. But, I, I you know, I thought all the signs were pointing to he gets an extension. And then they're running the ball well, so the running game should open up the passing game. And it's just – and he's getting like six or eight targets. And it just wasn't – wasn't computing. So – and then I felt like I was kind of stuck with him. So I'm like, well, you know, if I drop this guy or if I bench him, he's going to go off for 20. So – uh, I, that's, that's, that's the type of logic that lets you score 63 in a playoff game. So we'll let that settle. Ira, uh, did you have any comments on the playoffs as a whole before we move into the third place game? Um, not really. Um, the only thing I'll say is, you know, I've still never lost a playoff game. So I just want that out there. I want, I want the world to know that I've never lost a playoff game in SPFL history. So you're also the only team that's ever gotten a bye week that's won a playoff game. I mean, 
those the snows teams never had a bye. There, there was only four teams that made the playoffs those years. Uh, currently, when we expanded to six teams in 2019, we've we've now had six teams get a bye week, and only Ira has won after the bye week, which is kind of I don't know if that's uh, saying something. I don't know. It's definitely not saying something. I think it's just just kind of a coincidence more than anything. But uh, we can move to the third place game, and we don't have to talk about it too much. It does mean a little something. You put a little bit of cash in your pocket. You get the bronze medal of the year. Um, and Snorkelers Bombers was what we all thought, or at least what a lot of us thought, was going to be the belt bowl this year. Turns out to be the bronze medal game. Um, some really, really good rosters here. I am going to take the Bombers here. I think the Snorkelers go full Frank on this one and, and go from one of the most dominant regular seasons of all time to uh, not even getting on the podium. So I am taking the Baghdad Bombers to scoop up third place. Iowa, who you got in this one? Oh, it's Butte, no doubt. He's going to be back with a vengeance this week. So look out. Shano? Yeah, I'll take the Snorkelers, I guess. And Ira? Uh, I think I'm on the Bombers. I think I'm on the Bombers this week. So we split it two and two, and they're really exciting. Uh, you could just tell in everyone's yeah. voices how much they wanted to talk about that third-place game. Uh, but Listen, I've been, the- I've been in three of them, and I haven't cared about any single one of them. Yeah. Um, I always care. Always want to win. Play to the whistle. Uh, and I think I dropped 200 on your ass in the third-place game last year. People forget. Uh, let's talk about the Belt Bowl. We have made it to the end of 2021. The Reapers and the Crawdads in Belt Bowl number seven. Man, I don't know who I'm going to pick here. I was looking over these rosters earlier. I, I don't, and I also can't decide if I like or hate that your entire teams are done by the four o'clock, uh, by the time the four o'clock games are done on Sunday. Um, but I think, man, I think I'm going to go with the Reapers. Um, Mahomes and Hill, I think, could have big games. Right now, the Crawdads do not have uh, Trey Lance in their lineup. And just to me, it feels very – you almost got to start it. You, you had the first nomination. They, they put up Trey Lance first and said, you know what? We're going to take Trey Lance. What the – getting a phone call. Hold on. Sorry. You're going to take Trey Lance. You put him up for nomination first overall. You win him, and then you say he's going to win me a championship. Fast forward, here we are. Trey Lance is getting a start for the San Francisco 49ers in week 17. Call You called this four months ago. He's going to win me a championship. I'm taking him first overall. What was it, $7 in the auction chain? It was $7, and four months is a very unfair estimate. It was like eight months ago. It, that you said he was going to win you a championship. Yeah, I pretty much had him pegged as a, uh, he was going to be on my team in I don't know May, June, whenever I started prep. That's fair. I didn't I didn't know that um, that you had him as he was going to be a crawdad way back when. Actually, he might have been wanting to be a crawdad before you even became the crawdads. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. And then at the draft, you take him, for, you nominate him first, you overpay for him. You're like, he's going to win me a championship. And here we are in Championship Sunday. And you're like, nah, sit your ass on the bench, you bitch. It's just, if karma is a thing, 
he's going to cost you a championship on your bench. If that's a thing, which everyone keeps telling me it's a thing, Trey Lance costs the Crawdads a championship. I will take the Reapers. Iowa, who do you have? Oh, Chris is going to take the Reapers. Um, yes, I was going to do um, like a reverse pick where I was going to reverse the luck of the podcast on 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 uh, Ira and pick Ira. So he had some bad juju too, but I'll go Shane. Yeah, no, I think Shane's going to whoop his ass. Um, Ira in the 2021 conversation for biggest broad. Um, just an absolute, <laughs> I can't, it's, I don't know Ira that well. Um, obviously I text him a little bit. We're pretty good friends. My kids call him uncle Ira, but this is just the biggest Ira move to do is to get the calculated. Oh, I'm going to get Mahomes and I'm going to get Tyreek Hill. And that's going to get me like six ones this year. And then totally forgets to draft running backs. Went wide receiver heavy in the draft, but they all sucked. And just, I don't know how he's here, but uh, I'm going to go for Shane. Uh, I'll let Ira go first, and then Shane, you can go last. All right, I'll try to do this before we get cut off. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I had zero plan this year to get Mahomes and Hill. And no running backs. It just kind of happened. I, you know, we we talk about it every year. You can prep as much as you want, but once once it, once draft starts, everything's out the window. I, this was not the team that I thought I was going to get. Um, so to say that I made it all the way to the finals is already an accomplishment. Um, I got I don't say I got lucky. You know, COVID kind of hit me hard last week. Some injuries too, so I had to make some decisions. I went with Sexy Berkey, and you know he he helped me uh, helped me get there. Um, and, you know, I made a couple other pickups, so I, I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, maybe I should just kind of follow how I did with the, with the chat the other day. And maybe I'm, I think I'm going to pick Shane, you know, maybe, maybe if I pick Shane too, then the, the luck comes back on me. Kind of like how uh, cook was trying to do until uh, the kids said hi, by the way. Um, so that's, that's what I'm going to do. Um, we'll see if he ends up starting Trey Lance. I still have a couple guys I need to make some decisions by. I just saw Thielen's out for out, is going to miss the week, so maybe maybe Osborne gets a start. Maybe Mike Williams can play. Maybe Carson Wentz plays. I don't know yet. We'll find out on Saturday morning. So Shane, close us out. Uh, I'm taking me. I've got a better team. I have the current best team I think in the league. Um, it was built for a playoff run. So far, we're running through the playoffs, and I just got to finish it out. Uh, be, I mean, I don't think Ira's got a bad team, so I don't think I'm going to blow him out, but I'm certainly not going to pick him. Um, really, all eyes are going to be on that uh, KC-Cincy game, Holmes and Hill uh, versus Joe Mixon. That game likely decides the bill. Pick the over, and that team is going to hopefully bring me a title. Any comment on the Trey Lance theory? From me? Certainly yeah, from you. I want I want to hear what, what you're thinking. You called this way back when. Uh, well, he hasn't been named a starter yet. If he's named a starter, then I'll have a decision to make. I'm certainly not benching Jalen Hurts. He's playing the Redskins or Washington football team. And they just, you know, let up 50 whatever points to the Cowboys. Granted, some of it was on defense. I know that. But 
Um, Jalen Hurts is locked in. So it's between Trey Lance and Kyler Murray. But the problem is Kyle Shanahan hates Trey Lance. I don't know why we traded all this stuff to pick him because he's not playing him. He won't play him all year. Jimmy's got a busted thumb, and he's still not naming Trey Lance the starter. Um, so there's not a lot of confidence out of San Francisco. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but might wait until, you know, 3.30 or something Sunday afternoon to make that decision. He'll be in the conversation. Um, my plan all along was to have a stud quarterback, and then Trey Lance was going to come up midseason and carry me through. So obviously that plan didn't work, and I made adjustments because I wanted to have two strong quarterbacks in the playoffs. And so that's what I have. And now I've got Trey Lance out of nowhere because we're kind of a bonus quarterback. It's not really. Well, Shane did get cut off there on that last Zoom, but the point stands. um, I think it's bad fantasy karma to not put Trey Trey Lance into his lineup. So um, we'll leave it at that. So we got, I'm the only one on the Reapers. Iowa, Shane, and Ira also. they are picking the crawl dads here in this spot. Enjoy the belt bowl, everyone. It should be a fun Sunday afternoon of football with all their players going at once. I appreciate everyone coming on the pod this whole season. It was fun. And instead of our normal theme music, we've got to play our belt bowl theme music. Have a good weekend, everyone. Enjoy the off season. We'll talk to you again at owners meetings.